All right, the light is on, and we are off the bench recording on a tape delay. <laughs> in in, in the, the, uh, the shadows of Roger's Place next to the Rising Ice District. Wow. Yes. Ooh, wow. Yes. I am your host, Nick Good. As always, joined to my right by Adam Hundert and Neil. Hello, folks. Hello. All right. Say hi. Everyone just said hi. Say hi back. <laughs> hey, again. Okay. All right. All right. So, uh, man, we got a lot to talk about because this is probably one of the last days before the sports talk really grinds to a halt. Well, we got a couple weeks. We got July couple. is going to be so that time. No respect for baseball, hey? Man, it's, it's, what, it's still we're, July, We're man. not filling a 45-minute podcast with baseball. baseball talk. Unfortunately. Are you serious? I bet they love that in Nashville. Oh. Oh, there it is. All right. Damn. Well, before we get to the NHL Damn. final, let's talk about the most recent sport event, sporting event. We're recording now on July, or June, sorry, June, June 13th, NBA final, game five was last night, Warriors Complete the near-perfect playoff with a, what was it, 129-120 win? Yeah, 9.1. Yeah. All right, over the Cavs. Kevin Durant, named NBA Finals MVP. Deservedly so. What are our thoughts? How do we feel? Played out pretty much as expected, <laughs> yeah. unfortunately, for most people. Although it was the, still the highest-rated game since Michael Jordan's last Final really? game. Really? Yes. Well. So, but it's, so people it had people intrigued at the very least. This is the highest rated final in twenty years. Yes. Huh? Like final game, like one single game watched. This is the highest since Michael Jordan his wow. last game. So twenty years. But I would have thought Kobe's game would have been. Really and it makes high. me wonder what exactly are people tuning in for? <laughs> you know, you know. No, they're tuning going. in because like just in case they lost, uh, like just in case, Fair right? Yeah, yeah, I think that's all it was like. You're curious to see, but it was sort of close for a little. It was bit close, there. and it was, it was only a nine-point win in the end. But yeah, but they it never really felt in doubt though. Watching it last night, I guess this comes to the question about the the the, the uh, argument or the conversation over the super team. Yeah. Now, people argue that the super team is bad because obviously, like mm-hmm. we talked about, this final was basically penned in since the, it ended last year at this time. Yeah. And you can argue that that just makes a hundred plus games. Pretty much absolutely fucking meaningless. However, I think there's something to be said about the super team because, like for myself, I want to watch that game last night only because I want to see how dominant they can be mm-hmm. over a team that, it's even really though you know the Cavs, like they, there's a chance they maybe could have won that game, but you really you thought, no, you just want to see how much perfection that team can put together. Mm-hmm. For me, anyway. So I yeah. think I think there's there's some things. Positive things to be said about the super team. Well, you're seeing the game played at its highest possible level, aren't yeah. you? I mean, that's that's a nice benefit of it. Definitely. You're, you're seeing it as good as it can get. How much better can it really get? I think it was actually really funny last week, Steve Kerr, because a lot of these old guys are coming out of the woodwork. This is before they won. And they're saying, well, we could have beat this mm-hmm. Warriors team. Yeah. And Steve Kerr, his response is great. Very sarcastic. Yeah, he said, sure you know, he said, it. it's it's really funny. You know, he said, it's funny how sports is just backwards evolution. Guys just get worse. Much less talent now. Everybody in the 50s would have crushed us. So this is basically, <laughs> you're, you're seeing it at the best level it could possibly be. And mm-hmm. that's definitely a huge benefit mm-hmm. yeah. of the yeah. super team. And the super teams have existed a long time. We've kind of touched on this before. That there is, like, teams that feel that they could have beat the Warriors. Because they were teams that were stacked with... Three, four All Stars. I they're, think they're just, wrong, but yeah, they might be wrong. But they, well, they were probably. good. They were good teams, right? Like those Celtics teams. Well, I mean, Lakers that's teams. The they were all. Yeah, their history is built on Super. Yes, teams. it is. Like Magic made the finals nine times. They're like, built. They're built around. Now, Elgin Baylor, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is on your team. Those are Hall of Yeah, 
It's the Celtics, it's the Lakers, yes. it's the Warriors now, it's the Cavs. You look at all those teams, they have three to four Hall of Famers on their team. So, like, even, you don't think of them necessarily as, like, a super team, but, like, San Antonio's going to have three, you San know. Antonio, yeah. They're going to have three Hall of Famers on their team by the time it's all said and done. They're going to have Duncan, Ginobili, you and Parker. You kind of put all them in that category, too, though, with, just yeah. with the lasting success they've those had. Those Lakers teams that impressive. won all those early 2000s, like, those Shaq and Kobe alone is enough, was enough at the they time. They were staying together, who knows how many Yeah, that, at won. the time, True. that was enough, right? I think, for me, like, it, it, it's always been a thing. It's just, for some reason, like, now... It's a bigger deal. I don't know where that switch came, like well, where it, that transition came. I think my question, I guess, how do you guys feel about the Warriors? Are they the evil empire to you, or are they? Are you cheering for that team? Do you want that team to win? No, not the evil empire because they're they're like a newer power. They've they've won a title in the past, like in the seventies. But there was a lot of hate towards them this year. You there know, was seventy three. There was. Win. I think because they because they were like they're so good. And then they just got then better. They got better, but like that's the not their culture. Yeah. So I see. And maybe maybe super teams weren't built like that back in the day, but you know they you know they technically were. Kareem was not on the Lakers the whole time; he came later. So you know I don't know. It's it's tough to say. I don't look at them as the evil empire. I still, even though they suck, I still look at like the Lakers and like the Celtics because they just have the arrogance that they're gonna do it every year. There's still that era of like just. I think that's and you know like they're they're, they're their shit doesn't stink basically. I think right? even when they're last place. Yeah, like a little bit different. Well, okay, yeah, that's true, I guess, but yeah. especially with the Lakers. But I just you know, mean they, like they that, like those teams, hold like if, yeah, if yeah. LA had done it. Hold on, hold on. Like uh, that's what I was gonna say. You know. Even though the Lakers are last mm-hmm. for and irrelevant for almost three years, they're still sure. somehow always the top of conversation. Yes, and, they, they and are, you know what? Personally, the way I look at the NBA is they deserve to be. Yeah, I think the, because you, if you look at like even if you look at football, if you look at the NFL. You have the Patriots who've been dominant for fifteen years now almost. Yeah. But even it's then, like. Longer, yeah. There's not really a franchise that is really the cornerstone of the NFL. Well, they try with the Cowboys. They try with the Cowboys. They try. But it's not really that. You if you don't win, you just can't do it. Even yeah. the NHL, you know, like the, 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 the Maple Leafs try, maybe the Canadiens. But Rangers. For the, but for the most part, it's not like it's not in the same way where in the NBA, like you, they really are built off, I feel, like two franchises. Celtics-Lakers. Exactly. East-West. Yeah. It's like the, you know, the dichotomy is insane. So I think even though, yeah, the Lakers, even though they haven't been relevant for a long time, they still kind of deserve to be at the top of, sure. the, of the conversation. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I think, you know, but if the if it was the Lakers that had done it, I think my opinion would maybe differ a little bit. Well, what bit. happens if in, in two you know, years LeBron yeah. opts out and goes to LA? LA, right? No, exactly. Then they're the worst things to happen. But, <laughs> but that's you know. But that doesn't mean I don't know. I, I I'm pretty indifferent on it. I think they they were well within the rules. They See, were, I don't know. See, I feel differently about it though because I, even when the Celtics won that the draft lottery, mm-hmm. most people were like, oh well, you, you know, should have been maybe the Suns or, you know, some other even team, the Sixers, the Knicks, yeah, even the like Knicks, you know, yeah, give whatever. the Knicks something. Mm-hmm. And then the you know Boston wins. Oh, they're in the Eastern Final, and here they are getting the first overall pick yeah. now and whatever. But like, I think it's important for the Celtics and the Lakers to be relevant. I think it's yeah. important that they are at least mm-hmm. the one of the two best teams in each conference. Like, I think that is important, and I want I kind of want that. Yeah. I want the Celtics to be able. And don't get me wrong, I'm we're of the mind in this room where like the city of Boston deserves no more titles for like a hundred <laughs> fucking years. Minimum. Minimum. But I, there's something about the Celtics that I actually yeah. don't mind. I actually don't mm-hmm. mind the Celtics. Is it Isaiah Thomas? Is no, it's just the team. Lines? I don't know. The team in general, I just kind of always, and maybe that's because you're just kind of ingrained that 
the Lakers and the Celtics. You know, you could I guess because of Jordan, you can put the Bulls maybe in that conversation yeah. too. But you know, maybe yeah. the Knicks if the Knicks were to become relevant again. Yeah. But for the most part, it is a Lakers Celtics mm-hmm. league, and I think they deserve to be part yeah. in the conversation. Even San Antonio, I don't honestly games in the last yeah. bazillion years. Just, I don't have a problem with the Lakers building a super team out yeah. west. I don't have a problem if the if the Celtics build one you know whether they end up end up drafting mm-hmm. Fultz yeah. or they trade that pick. For something that can yeah. help them out. I mean, we talked about this yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, we're not going to turn this podcast into like a rumor mill or anything like that. This is just stuff that I've seen out there, suggestions that have been out there, and it's something to talk about, to chew on. But a trade of maybe the Lakers trading that, or sorry, the Celtics trading that first overall pick to the Knicks for Carmelo Anthony. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's if they want to try to get better now and compete against LeBron and the Cavs. Yeah. Or maybe they keep the pick, draft folds, and then yeah. they they you know, try in three years or yeah. whatever. Yeah, it's interesting because like like we were saying, like super teams have existed for quite a while. I mean, it, even as LeBron's faced a ton himself, like the Celtics had. Man, he built one of the first he, ones. He did, but the Celtics. Like, but the the reason he had to do that was because the Celtics. had And that's it. what I don't get. It that's, had the, they had Garnett, Allen, and Pierce, like the, three Hall of Famers sure. again. But what annoys me about this whole thing about how people are, are turning running. on the Warriors and. Yeah, you know, that's why they shouldn't be because it's been a thing for nine no, years. No, but the fact is, like LeBron did this. That's how yeah. LeBron won two of his titles. Yes. That's how, you want to talk about LeBron getting to eight finals? He got to four of them with one team because he had because to, he did that because he did that. So absolutely. like, get the fuck out of here when you're blaming. Okay, so Durant goes to your team. Yeah, wants to win a I don't know why. Dur- I, I don't know. Again, I don't understand why Durant got so much heat. I'll never understand it. No pun because, intended. No, yeah, there you go. <laughs> you know, you know. I know. I saw the one tweet when he like kind of like threw some shade at LeBron for. Like teaming up or whatever, and then everyone was like, "Oh, we want to beat these guys." Then but then he, he also had a jump that I saw from a few years ago. Where he said, "People stop comparing me to LeBron. He's the best there in the league right yeah. now." Yeah. So like Durant, I think I don't know. I don't get it. Whatever. Yeah. We'll move on. From yeah, that. I don't I get it either because it's been a thing for a yeah. long, long time. You know, whether it happened by trade or free agency, it's still the same thing. Stockpiling your team has been a very common thing in the NBA. Yeah. So but, you know, the Warriors are just a little different because they built through the draft, had a ridiculous and team, and the then added. The fourth, but that's the thing that like they built. This they built team that team. The draft. That seventy-three win team is all internal. You know, they they made every some, single player on that team some was good internal. signings with like Iguodala and stuff. Yeah, like that. Yeah, Bogut at the time, sure. Last year, say but like Steph before. Curry, Draymond Green, Clay Thompson. Those are all draft picks. All draft picks. And, and Draymond Green, and like no, Draymond Green was a steal. They found Steph him. Steph Curry almost was too. Yeah, he was like seventh. Yeah. So anyway, whatever. One before so the speaking Knicks, of that but, team, and speaking of Stephen Curry. Is it still his team or is it Durant's team now? No, I think it's still Steph's. Like when you actually look at his Steph stats in the finals, they're unbelievable. But it just doesn't matter because LeBron, like Durant's, were pretty good. No, that's not. I'm just asking. Is it no, Steph's it's still Durant? Steph's because like okay. Steph set the tone by inviting Durant in and like having them be as good as they were. That was all on Steph because no. he was their leader. Yeah, it's still Steph's team. Yeah, yeah. it's absolutely. Yeah, Steph's I, team. I, sure. I don't yeah. see. Any but Durant reason. is like, I mean, he's yeah. The, the series he played. Listen, yeah. he he was but, the series. Yeah. MVP. The selflessness that but Curry has season, is ironically but the one that we watched Westbrook that game together last night. Yeah. And we talk about that whole game. Steph finished with almost 30 points. 30, 33. And he was cold. He was cold. He was cold from beyond the arc. He went hard to the rim. He played a game. I've, yeah, that whole a lot finals, of free throws. I think he was like 11 for 12. The whole finals, he played a game that was mm-hmm. very de- removed from the way he played last year. Yeah. And he was cold from beyond the arc. And he almost... almost. Fit, he was on pace with Durant. <laughs> so, like, it's Steph's team. Anyway. Yeah. So... Where's his team rank all time now? The Warriors. They're getting close because they're two out of three, three finals straight. I think if they keep the same core together relatively, 
and they go at it again what next year, then you're going to... This year specifically, or this core? I want to talk about, if take the words from this past three years, what we've seen out of the past yeah. three years. Where do they... Because it's three titles now, and, well, or two titles in three years. Can, yeah, I mean, that's... It's, they're not tops all time, but it's they're they're very high. Because really, they should have three. They should have three in a row. I don't care what happened last year. And that's what everyone talks about. Everyone will bring up, oh well, if LeBron hadn't played the best three games ever, sure. blah blah blah. But and the, you know, but the then in fairness, leave out. Cleveland no, hold on. But the, the thing that people one. leave leave out is that Steph Curry was hurt that entire series. Draymond Green got suspended. That and Draymond Green, the suspension is big, but I think the Steph Curry injury is way more important. Look, it's way more different. He looked this year. Because better they were. I guarantee you, if even if Draymond gets suspended for Game Five. A healthy staff. And he- a healthy staff, there's no way they lose three games in a row. Yeah, they just no. don't. So, yeah. I mean, you can talk about LeBron, and we can have the LeBron conversation if you want. Later, you want to talk yeah. about LeBron's greatness and all that kind of stuff? Yeah. That's a different dude. We'll do that. We'll, we'll That's do been that. beat over the head by yeah, so many exactly. different people. I mean, but it is, it is still impressive. Seven straight finals. I mean, if he does it again to make eight yeah. straight. We will, it will come up. We'll bring this up later in the podcast, though. Yeah. I have a feeling. Yeah. Um, oh. But for last to wrap up the NBA talk, is there anything the NBA can do other than those two teams in either conference. Is there anything any team can do to to stop a four-peat for, for next year? Well, you mentioned the Celtics. That's the only team I can think of. That's That, to and me... the Spurs would be there. And the Spurs would be in the West. Because they'll so, just be there. But those are the only real opportunities. You mentioned the Celtics. If they make that move and get mellow, then maybe there's something there. And you, we've also talked Sign before... Hayward. There's also yeah. rumors about Gordon and Hayward. And we talked before there. about the Spurs maybe getting Chris Paul. So, right. potentially, if those two things occur... Bit of a shift. But in quick the answer, no. Quick answer. They should. Yeah, they should work. Okay, let me ask you this. Let's say. Let's say theoretically. Again, this is not a. This is not a rumor podcast. This is. This is not speculation podcast. It's just hypothetical. Chris Paul goes to the Spurs. He opts out. He leaves. Whatever it is, five million dollars or I. I don't know what it is. He's got some a lot of money he can leave on the, on the yeah, table yeah. if he leaves the, yeah. the Clippers. Probably more than that. I think that's five is all he can make. It's like super low. Right. Like mm-hmm. instead of making thirty million, you'd only actually make five or whatever. Whatever. I think so just try and fit him under. Whatever. So Chris Paul goes to the Spurs because they're small market. They're not going to pay the luxury. No, hold on. But yeah, but Chris Paul goes to the Spurs, plays with Kawhi, plays with Lamarcus Aldridge, which like fuck man, if that guy can put some consistency together, they'd, they'd be a great team. So he goes there. So now you but you have the Spurs really competing with the Warriors, really a two person race, two team race there. Let's say the Celtics make a trade, they get a guy for me to help, whether it is they I don't know, they maybe trade for Paul George or they trade for Carmel Anthony or somebody like that. They bring or Jimmy Butler, whatever. Yeah. They bring somebody in to compete now. Yeah. A beefed up Celtics team versus a beefed up Spurs team, who has the better chance? Spurs. Still. Spurs beating the Warriors. Yes. Ooh. Who were just talk- so you're think you're saying no, a I'm beefed just, up Spurs. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me let me frame, frame the question again. A beefed up Spurs team, yeah, dethroning the Warriors in the West, or a beefed up Celtics <laughs> team dethroning the Cavs in the East. I take Celtics. We just talked about how the Warriors are in the conversation no, of being one of the best teams yeah, of all time. I take time. Celtics. Yeah, and that you think Chris Paul, a six foot point guard? No, I still think I just think that LeBron has that mental edge over the East. He hasn't lost. They won 51 games this year. Oh, I know. And like, look, they still like played because no one. I'm saying, yeah. I think there's something. I, I know. I, I I don't disagree with that because like, yeah, it's impossible to think. That, we, like, we say it every offseason. We say it every year. But the hard miles have got are gonna have a, a an effect on LeBron at some point. They have to. He played 47 fucking minutes last night. <laughs> that was hilarious. He sat for one minute. Yeah. 
Although their, their plus minus differential with him off and on was Unreal. unbelievable, Just, considering he almost played the whole series. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, we'll talk. We can yeah. talk about. I think after last night he played eighty eight percent of the series, oh, the entire God. thing. Like, the only guys, reason they did it is because they were they blew him out in that one yeah. game. Without that game, he, I think he played an average of forty six minutes in the other three. Yeah. The Congratulations other to the Warriors. Yeah. Two thousand seventeen NBA champions. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say right now, two thousand eighteen NBA champions as well. Golden State Warriors. The, yeah. The one thing I'm gonna say. The one thing I'm gonna say back. And we'll close off on this is about the greatest team of all time conversation. Is the thing about the war this Warriors team is the narrative's not done yet. I know. That's true. The narrative's they're, not even they're very, done very yet. Young, they're very, That's very young. Point. And if we're already having this conversation now, and it's because they're combining like these massive regular season win totals with like championships exactly. and then and then sixteen and one postseason. Like if they did something similar next year, how could you not? Like you know, say you go fifteen and sixteen and two you also, whatever, theoretically. You never appreciate it. During never, the because you, you can look back and be like they literally look you look say they do it again just hypothetically sixteen and one again they could go thirty two and two in a in two playoffs in two play, like yeah. come on like you know what I mean like that's complete and utter domination no matter who they're playing yeah, already so is yeah so let's switch over the NHL Stanley right. Cup Finals ended a couple days before that it's a little golf class. oh I don't so hold on <laughs> I don't know if anybody knows this or not oh hey guys Adam picked <laughs> Pittsburgh to win the cup again oh. At the start of the year, I don't know if anyone if, if that's ever you know, been I said. Has, has that ever come I think up it's in conversation? Funny I can't that I, you know, you guys give me shit for that, but actually picking the repeat is not popular. <laughs> First oh, repeat God. in twenty years, so um, you know, that's not popular. It's well, e- it's easy. It's yeah, it was easy. Yeah. I wasn't. I didn't say I slaved <laughs> over a, a hot laptop no, cooking sure up did. takes on that one. Yeah. No, I mean it was. It wasn't a hard pick to make, but it wasn't like it was a sure thing or anything. I mean, I thought it was, but hey. <laughs> So that, what do you know? But so, what, yeah, what do I know? I mean, I'm just a knowledgeable fan. The knowledgeable fan base won, obviously. <laughs> no, Wait, you see, they were eating raw catfish after the game. They are not knowledgeable. No, no, no. The, you do not do I that. I said the more knowledgeable. Oh, yeah. I'm saying, yeah, the Penguins fans, listen, I don't know how knowledgeable they are. They're eating raw catfish off the street after they win. <laughs> yeah, nothing smart about that. No, no, the Penguins fans were doing that. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's crazy. That's so wait, let's. I, I, we didn't even ask. We didn't even bring this up last time. Yeah, are the are Penguins fans to you considered knowledgeable? Uh, it's all relative. <laughs> I mean, I think they probably care a little bit more about football, baseball. They've had a team there for a long time. Are they relatively knowledgeable compared to Nashville fans? Yeah, I'd say so. So on the power rankings of knowledgeable power fans, rankings, top, top ten, top, top ten, ten. cops. Wow. And, and where do they, and, no, where, where do you rank them? The Penguins the fans. The Penguins. Penguins fans. Jeez, um, I don't know. I mean, off this you one? know, somewhere for, for an American fan base, probably pretty good. So many caveats. I said for an American fan base. So American fan for that, you know, that Northeast. So can we just blend? Can we just erase the borders when it comes to the NHL? Why do we have to distinguish between American American and Canadian Canadian. fan bases? Because they're the the Philadelphia, the Flyers, yeah, rabid fan base. Right, great fans. So would you? Are they not comparable to a Canadian fan base? In in some ways, absolutely. Oh my god! Yeah, I said in some ways, absolutely. I think in a uh, lot of ways, in most ways, they are. Well, they're they're crazy. They like fucking kill people, man. They boo the cure for cancer. I don't think they're they're exactly like us. Oh god! Similar. Anyways, back to back though. Penguins back to back. uh, But as far as the Preds go, were they screwed? That was a shit call. They're absolutely terrible call, but they had some makeup calls. They had four power plays. That's what I was going to bring up. They definitely they had some makeup yeah, calls to give them a chance. Is for the pre- I wanted the Prince to win that game. I was watching the game, and they, they, they squander at five on three. Yeah. And I'm just thinking the whole time, I'm like, when you squander something like that in a, in a pivotal game, in a deciding game, you lose. You don't deserve to win. And you just don't deserve to win. You have a five on three in a Stanley Cup final. 
in a game that you need to win to extend this thing to win a championship, you you just you got. I don't care how well Matt Murray's playing, whatever. You got to score in that. You just have to. But mm-hmm. you know, again, you asked, did they get screwed? And I think absolutely. And it's such a shame that it takes. I mean, that yeah, might not even open the conversation. Screwed again. No, I'm not even. Forget the fans, man. Sorry. The team specifically. <laughs> like, I'm just listen, kidding. They don't even. They don't even. The know hard work of those knowledgeable fans. They don't even. They don't even know they got screwed. Beat the dead horse. Yeah. No, they. You know, it's it's unfortunate that it may. I don't mind that that won't even open up the conversation to have a look at these ridiculous ridiculous call like I know you can't review that but the refing in in the playoffs across pretty much all the series was pretty atrocious there were some really bad calls made and even something like that in a pivotal game six probably won't open the conversation into bringing some accountability in here's the which thing, is a total shame well to here's me. the thing I want to I want to touch on two things when it comes to that please touch them all this, I know. think that okay it's the Joe Carter touch them all Joe it's a big city sounds weird out of context oh yeah you never heard that before (laughs) Joe Carter making making a baseball reference touch them all touch them all okay the bases the bases the bases on his home run I get it yes anyway in the World Series so so anyway a 93 reference when you were a child I was but a a baby yeah yeah but a child sorry you only see the highlight just a little knowledgeable fan yeah (laughs) (laughs) just just coming up Uh, (laughs) four years old already like nodding your head I I knew I said I I said I know Joe that's a huge one that's huge (laughs) okay sorry so if we go back to game one please Sue Bengal did that screw them for the entire series I think that really was a huge huge fuck up absolutely I mean, you can't call it anything else because that goal counts. Suddenly, it's one nothing Nashville to start the series. Totally different game in game yeah. one, potentially. Totally different. And we'll never know. No. Nope. You know, we'll never know. But, but I think that's kind of, that changed things irreparably. Absolutely. Absolutely did. And now, so then, I agree. And the other thing I want to bring up when it comes to the goal from game six. Mm. Okay. So I'm going to compare the two things. So you call back the Subban goal because you have all these camera angles and all these zoom-ins and all these things, these 360-degree mm-hmm. angles that show, okay, whoever it was, Arvidsson or whoever was offside. Who was I, off, I can't it recall. Uh, it might Phil have been Phil Forsberg. Yeah, it was Forsberg. Yeah, yeah. He's offside, goals and count, whatever. So you have all these angles that can, can zoom in and show a split millisecond, but you can't use those same fucking angles to show that the puck was still alive and that goal in game six counts because the ref lost sight. Well, the, it is such a stupid double standard it is. where you can call back an offside that's literally a hair off, but you can't use that same angle to be like, hey, no, look, the puck is still live, and you're going to make the argument, okay, well, Matt Murray heard the whistle, so he stopped, whatever. Yep, yeah. Fuck off. That's so stupid. Like, <laughs> like it's just, no, it's ridiculous. Well, he wasn't it, making the save anyway, I, and I get what oh, you're saying. Man, it's just, it's, I agree you know, with you, the, right? I'm sort of bore a phrase from you, Adam. Hey, NHL, wake up. Use it. Use it and abuse it. That's because, a great because phrase. They you, need you to. can't have it both ways. If you want to use the angles to make the right call, then you got to use it in that sense, or don't use the call. Don't use the angles at all, and let scoring just happen. Much better. I agree. That's what they ought to do. But in this case, and also, sorry, I'm going to keep going please, on this. Oh, please, I love it. The you're feeling is, it. With all these, with all these callbacks and these challenges and all the things that happen, what you're doing is you're undermining the ref's, referee's decisions. You're undermining the, every call they make, ever. And so what, what ends up happening is that maybe a lot of bad calls happen because the referee's all of a sudden like, well, shit, 
now they're overthinking that they're going to make the wrong call and they really don't want to have their, I don't know, their uh, reputation sort of tarnished or called out or whatever the case may be. You're also probably discouraging people who could be really good referees wanting to be referees because they're like, man, why the fuck would I put myself in a position where all I'm going to be is just torched and have every decision I ever make questioned by some guy watching a camera or watching a screen over in Toronto? Yeah, when the ultimate decision doesn't lie with them. So, Nick, Nick tell me how you really feel. Well, what's the point? <laughs> well, I guess what I'm trying to say is, what's yeah. the point of having referees if you're just going to question every call well, they make the, anyway? The problem, too, true. is that the way the rules are written, in that situation, the ref did the right thing. When they lose sight of the puck, they're supposed to blow it dead. However, with all the angles... That's we what have I'm saying. That's my us. point. Exactly. Yeah. And that's a great point, is that that's archaic. So you're saying... In all these other situations, I'm, I'm just going to sort of rephrase what you're saying. In all these other situations, we can use technology, but in this one pivotal situation, we're going to rely on the guy who was in the one place on the ice that couldn't see it. It is absolutely ridiculous. And I, I mean, I could not as, have said it better myself because obviously I didn't because you said it. Better. <laughs> well, I just no, no, you <laughs> no, said it. No, 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 no. I was able to remove myself. No, I was just trying just to. Kidding. It sounded the exact same. No, I just no, no, tried, no, 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 no. What I'm saying is like, no, it's exactly the point. I was, so like, I'm glad I, I. That's the point I was making. I just want to make like sure that, I'm feeling promise. you. Just yeah. feeling it you. It sounded like that. And no, let me rephrase. It's a shame. It's a shame. Just kidding. It's really a shame that it that it comes down to that kind of thing. And I think Elliot Friedman said it before the playoffs. He said. Just wait until, Someone's you know, in a game... Se- I think he said in a game seven or whatever, he's... I don't know the specifics, but he said that just wait until someone gets through. you you, like, the other alternative for that would be just get rid of replay overall. Well, that's... Yeah, I, I yeah either have it or yeah. don't, right? If you're going to use all the angles, use them for more than just, like, one thing. Like, or just completely get rid of them and let human error be the, the main driver. It's right? the same the way I look at goalie interference in the crease. Same idea. Yeah. What is, what is it there for? You know, make your decision. You either yes. have... If a, if, a, if the goalie's in the crease and he gets hit, it's goalie Goal interference. interference. If he's out of the crease, crease and he gets hit, it's not. Scott. Make your that. choice. It can't. The, you can't have all the speculative, yeah. but then they subjective talk about bullshit. But who pushes him into the goalie? And if this he's in and the that. crease, and so that's where like, and, and that's where replay gets it wrong. Still, so you know what? Just get yeah. rid of it. Because here's the thing: as fans, do we really care that much? Because if we're told if the goalie's in the crease and he gets hit, it's goalie interference. So then, auto, so then right away you see, oh, the goalie was in the crease, he got hit, boom, goalie interference. You know, it's, it's he's done. out of the crease. Like, it's a dead. I'm part of. I mean, I, it's the same. He's, thing. If he's out of the crease or the top of the crease, and the player never even comes close to the blue paint, and there's contact, that is not the player's fault. No. no. Where is he supposed to skate? The white came skate on the white ice. No, now? exactly. Of course, it's, it's so ridiculous that that sometimes it gets called. So back. if that's not gonna be the case, then get rid of the crease Just altogether. Every, I mean, you make the argument that goalies use it for their which angles, they do. angles yeah. positioning. Yeah. yeah, you want to increase but, scoring? Fuck up the goalies. But yeah, that'll yeah. do it. But. Well, that's actually a good point too. Why? Why not? <laughs> yeah. Like, let them adapt. Like, yeah. fuck, man. Like, yeah. again, is the goal is not, is not the that strong yeah. that they actually can't? Fall? Like, I'm surprised they haven't done it yet. They talk about increasing scoring. I mean, no, it's not the goalie's fault fire. that they're scoring like, now. That's a whole. No, other it's not. Issue. It's not the goalie's fault. I mean, they're. It's not their fault. They're good. I yeah, get they're that. Yeah, they're paid to get better. The same they're reason Jonathan Tays is apparently the best player in the world is the same reason that nobody scores now because no. defense is the only <laughs> thing that matters. <laughs> oh no. Yes. Because defense apparently is the How only thing that matters. Here we go. We're because here because here the same go. reason that like guys like Bergeron and Taze get their dicks sucked endlessly Jeez. is the same reason why scoring doesn't happen because people are too good at defense now. Coaches have basically nullified the game's creativity to the point that these guys somehow get considered the best when they're Selkie well, winners. Yeah, not but, that's, Ross winners. but that was going on in the in the in two thousand. I just wanted to like yeah. I, yeah exactly. Nobody was using the no track. exactly and yeah. like but it's the still it's still there. Of course, people well, don't want to talk defense, about it. 
But it's easier to teach you, a defensive why, system. You can't teach that kind of creativity. It's what, easier to get guys to buy into a defensive system than say... Yes, so that's why the creative. game is so boring. I know everybody's scoring 80 points now, though, because everybody... I don't think can, the league's boring. I, I wouldn't say it's boring. No, but like boring. they all they want to do is increase scoring, and they can't. Why? Hold because on. defense is stymieing, and it's coaching. I'm glad you brought that up. Stymieing the whole of, thing. I've thought about this. So people yeah. talk about, like, oh, increasing scoring, totals are sure. lower, all this kind of yeah. shit. It'd be so much more fun if the games were higher, if there's yeah. some scoring in. Is there not part of you that thinks that when you, if you go back and look at stats from like the late 80s, early 90s or whatever, mm-hmm. and you see guys who you've never heard of... Had lots and lots of points, yes. Does that not kind of tarnish no, and like, the I get beauty it. of a fact that a guy like Connor McDavid can get yes. 100 points in a season? And like I, I understand that like the game evolves, so like that defensive structure has been part of the evolution of hockey. Like I don't want to go back to Crosby winning an Art Ross with 160 points. yeah. I don't think I do. I mean, I think because it's... then you have a guy like some year you're gonna have some fucking guy like, but you, yeah, Riley Nash blows up one year and has a hundred point season. No, I think I think to your point, it it does highlight who the best players are more yeah. so. But you, because you can't, you, you can't say the NHL's boring. I, I don't want to say no, boring. That was that's maybe, what you said. But it's a harsh word. That's poor, yeah, poor choice of words. But I'll say absolutely. That's why I called you out. Well, but but I'll say but I'll say that it's like sometimes the game can get. Stagnant, because there's no action to. It. I don't even because know. the puck no because it doesn't it doesn't all. move up the ice thing and like it's just a back and forth neutral zone hot potato, because nobody can control. Are you the puck watching because, games from 2016? No, I'm still watching. Yes, absolutely. I mean, it absolutely. also depends. Nick, an example is like watching. an example of why like the no, puck sometimes can't control is like that D-man pinches up on the guy right. The red line, it's icing, and it's like okay, you don't. There's no free flow to the game. Because, like, this guy's so defensively sound that, like, he stops that guy, like, half an inch in front of that red line so he can't touch the puck. The that D-man pinches. Why is that not – why is that icing not waved off Didn't now? The and the puck can now be on, pursued in the offensive zone. Didn't the Penguins and the Senators have a game where they literally went, like, seven minutes to start the game without a whistle? Yeah. So you're saying that's boring? No. Well, if the puck isn't controlled. No, it's like Adam said. It depends what. But like, Nick, it depends what's happening, happening in that seven minutes. If they're just, if the puck's just going back and forth. Neil, if there's seven, seven minutes, minutes of, of no whistles, it's exciting. There's things happening, but it, it does depend what team. Because not every that team is, plays like, so the far defense. from the truth. You can absolutely have a jumbled mess for seven minutes. Nobody seven sustained. Yes, minutes. no one controlling the puck. A little bit of pressure here or there. At the neighborhood Cup. rink, <laughs> not in the NHL, not in the Dude, NHL. Seven yeah. minutes of NHL yes, hockey. Yes, Nick. There. You can have seven minutes. How many shots in that seven minutes? I'd like to see if it's like one or two. What's the? See, that's also fun, how many though. scoring chances were there in those seven minutes? Like, there's a lot of again, better choice of word. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of scoring. Like there's a lot of like things happening there. Like I want to know was there high quality chances or was it just shots from the outside? Like what's the different? What's what makes that let seven me, minutes let exciting? Me pull up the right? PDOs. What's from that, that, like, from what seven that, minute period? What makes that seven minutes exciting though? Right? Like it, the flow. The just fact that flow. it's seven minutes of sustained yeah, action. I, to me, that doesn't say anything. To me, it shows that says lots. But you were just talking no. about how there's no flow. That's great flow. Even if there's shots from the outside, it's the continuous action. It's the flow. It's the yeah. the but tempo that of the game. All the time, where like no, it doesn't happen. Yeah, there's lot. Yes. Seven minutes of sustained play does not happen all the time. Oof. If it did, oh they wouldn't goodness. have made a big deal out of it. It's not all that all common at all. So, wait, no, they on, always make a big deal when there's like five minutes without a whistle. Because it's rare. Because it's relatively rare. Pardon me. Exactly. Hence why the game becomes stagnant. My exact point. No, so but like you were those just seven saying, minutes of free flow and how you should not be celebrated. 
That should be happening well, all the time. What do you want? What do you want? You're like, I'm when it's good, you, I don't like it. When no, it's bad, I don't like no, it. But what I'm saying, like? No, but what do you like? <laughs> what do you like? No, but like you're making my point for me. Is that like, I don't think that, I is, yeah, that is a rare sight. And that's unfortunate in today's NHL. I There's think that's seven minutes is celebrated. That, hold on, hold on, hold on. Flow. Uh, yes. Hold on. That was one example I brought up. Yes. But, okay, so we're going to use that example because that's what's no, been so what the say. We, you want to go back and watch games from the 80s, you're going to tell me that there was constantly games. So you're basically saying that there were games where there'd be periods where there'd be four whistles in a period. On a regular basis in the 80s, and that's why guys were scoring 100 points a year, is what your argument is. No. Well, then what is your argument? Because, like, well, Nick, stoppages of play because there's a lot of goals is a whole lot different than stoppages of play because nobody can get a shot on net. Because tip, tip, pucks are getting deflected into the netting. Like, you know, there's there's different stoppages again, right? But there's is there different, different components well, to the but game. But what's wrong with the defenseman making a good play to defect? There's deflect nothing the wrong with that. I'm just saying, like, out of the rink. If, like, it's a good, if a guy makes a good play, that's I'm not part saying anything's wrong with it, but what I'm saying is that, like, sometimes the game becomes stagnant because defense is too, is too strong. Essentially, right? Because it nullifies creativity. So the best players in the world struggle to score even 85 points. Like, yes, McDavid, it makes what McDavid did extremely well, and that's what I was pointing to you earlier that yes I think it can highlight certain players like a lot but those guys that are like really really good but that still just don't have enough around them or like they play in a division maybe say that might be more defensive or whatever they don't get those 80 points because like the game just becomes but, stagnant but but see no. I just what sorry one thing about that so we're talking about how the games evolved defensively However, there's been a push in the last few years where a lot of guys have hired skills coaches to work on that very thing. Yeah, because they're in denial that. about how the game is defensive. No, it's no. not denial. It's further evolution. Defen- like, it's listen, further evolution of the game. There were no skills if, coaches. If there would be further before. evolution, so they all, someone would have broken that already. Someone would have got 130. Like, Hold on. The Crosby's no, 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 would have got 140. Let it me takes st- time. Let, let me, let me, it let me just time, man. P- put this up. So, NHL, the NHL is not the only league where defense is... No, no, absolutely not. I'm not because, just making that argument because, like, every game is evolved but, like, to the point so, that it's optimized, defense or offense. But no, but so hold on. Okay, two years ago, when the Golden State Warriors won that championship, yeah, who won the MVP Finals MVP that year? Steph Curry. No, Andre Iguodala won. Oh, he did. And do you remember yes. why? Yes. Well, because he shut down LeBron James in the finals. Yeah. Now, what was the big reason why Kevin Durant won the NBA Finals this year? He had a great offensive output. Yeah, but thirty-five played, points a game. But he played a great defensive yeah. all-around game. When the Seattle Seahawks won the, won the Super Bowl, who won the trophy <laughs> that like year? Lane or whatever his name is, the linebacker. No, it was Richard Sherman. Richard Sherman. No. Richard yeah. Sherman won it for their first Super Bowl. No. It was like a linebacker who had never played. So defensive player. It, it's, like, it's like a third-string linebacker game of his life. So defensive player. The point I'm trying to make is in all these sports... No, I, Defense, I'm not disagreeing like, with that. I'm so, saying. So then, what's the problem? Devin, defense, defense is never going to go away. No, I just I, I think, think unfortunately, like close. for the, no, I think like what Super what I'm close. trying to highlight is that defense unfortunately has not taken over offense, but it definitely has become more prominent than offense. And so, like where the criticism comes about certain games in certain leagues is because nobody can score. Say, for instance, like I don't the think NHL. that's why scoring's down. I, I think because no, that is why scoring is no, down. No, I think it's because the relative strength of the player pool is just better all around. Hence why they can all play better defense. That's No, the skills are just equaled out. They play best, better defense. No, like, like the best thing you get is like, no, nah, man, they're all like robots. There's like guys like Crosby, McDavid, Stamkos, Ovechkin that are like, they're there and everybody else is the exact same player. 
Because they because yes, the talent pool has gotten uh, tighter, and because everybody's the exact same, they can know. mold them into exactly what they want. I don't on know. If, I don't know if it's hundred really percent why there's only the same twenty guys in the top twenty then, almost all but the time. Okay, so if we want, let's and talk like, about there's defense. like a select five or six, but that's actually, that get way above everybody else uh, because those are the special. There's a players. lot of guys who have jumped up who were. But like, there you can't before. tell me that they're not. Like the stats will prove it in know. terms of. I think we're just hold on. We're at a we're at a kind of a moot point here. I don't think we're gonna. Yeah. Well, one thing I want to bring yeah. up just quickly. We're talking about defense. The Penguins just won the cup. Their defense, first time ever that a cup winning team, the sixth defense when they dra- uh, dressed in the finals. Didn't have one single Norris vote between them ever. That's the first time that's happened. So if you want to talk about defense, I don't think it yeah, actually has they, that. They, no, they didn't win with D. Yeah. No, but yet they had to drag their sorry asses out there and win yeah. some games. So it has nothing to do with the players. They plugged them in. It's the systems. It's much easier to coach defense and say, yeah, I'm not play saying this. That. I so, think but the problem is that everybody's overcoaching them. That's the problem is what I'm saying. So is that the coaches have taken over, so the have taken over the skill. So no. they yes because they, they never because they can so, uh, because no. they could coach defense so well they could never you know, coach that skills. Only, you could never the league coach is skills. more skill than it's ever, ever been. been. Coaches yeah. are not they're not taking coach. it away. That it's is, just you can coach defense. You can't coach. I know and it's more skill than it's ever been. Yet scoring's down as low as it's ever been because everyone is better around in the because league because they all the defensive systems and how because the players are better they can they all can't nobody can score because they're all good. They're all very 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 good hockey players. Yes. So when you have a guy who's almost as equally as good as you, your skill will kind of, you, like your skill will cancel out sometimes. And that's unfortunate that there's too many, too much of that. Is too that, many good players. There's too many skilled players. Is what you're saying. And that makes a boring league. No. Boom. <laughs> oh that's God. why it's no. so boring. No. Too no, many it's like good players. No, we're on like a similar, like wavelength for that. But like our reasoning for what's happening is this different. So absolutely. I'll tell you what I, I think. I think goalies pads are way too fucking big. No, I if don't they made think them so. A reasonable how many size. times does a guy, if a guy has a clean shot on a goalie, how many times does he score? Not often enough. That's why scoring's down. No, lots. if the pads were, re- yeah, they still do because. What kind of answer is that? Like almost every time. Have you seen a whoa, 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 whoa! You're talking about the best shooter. You're right? talking about yeah. Yes, you're but about like that's game. what I'm saying. So of course there's going to be guys. But I don't like, know Jordan. Most of the time, clean shots this year. Most so. of the time, like they bury it. Yeah. And on goalies that are huge, huge people. I know, but again. The skill they, overrides in that situation, but yeah, the but problem is they don't, are, they don't have the opportunity to, you don't think to, to think, display that. You don't think enough. their pads are too big? Really? No, I don't. I just think, I think if they, they keep making them shorter and nothing happens, the same percentages go up. I think they've made them shorter and shorter yeah. and skinnier. And yeah, skinnier. okay, so they made them shorter where their leg still is. Make them skinnier. They haven't made them skinnier at all. Their blockers and gloves are huge. Goalies, their pants are slimmer or whatever. I think goalies are the same. As every other player in the NHL, they're just better yes, now. Yes, everything's been they're optimized. They're just athletes. No, athletes are just better now. Yes. It's like the Steve yeah. argument. They're just better. Yeah. So when scorers get better, goalies also get better. Yeah, defensemen also defensemen get better. Defensemen get... I people mean, we're, are just no, better. we're seeing some of the best offensive defensemen in a long time right now. Yes. Look at Carlson. Burns, the dreaded Burns, but Subban. <laughs> Carlson especially, though. Yeah. We're seeing some of these guys okay, who... So, Anyway, anyway, that's evolution. That's a whole yeah. yeah. So we had a huge well, like, yeah, longer yeah, NHL yeah. talk than I expected. So, um, <laughs> did Crosby? No, you know what? I was gonna say uh, bring up the Crosby, the Con Smythe thing, but who else would you have given it to? I, you know, I thought about it before, and I was like, oh, you could give it to Gensel. He had five game winners, or you could give it to Malkin. Blah blah blah. But in the finals, and usually it's whoever plays best in the finals, Crosby played best in the finals. Yeah. 
Give yeah, it to him. Malcolm slowed down. He yeah. was a beast in the first two rounds. And, you know, only Murray, had like eight points in the last yeah, two. Yeah, people whatever, talk so. about Murray, but Murray won seven of 16. Yeah, yeah Murray, sure, he Murray won, won the last more, seven. But he won the last seven, and he closed out with two shots. Someone say Flurry won the most important nine, though. Yeah, yeah exactly. And that's what, that's what I would say. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, exactly. Um, all right. Do you, we can make picks now, or we can just speculate, but who, are, who do we have for threats next year? Do you think? Well, Penguins remain a threat. Yeah. They're, the, they're the Vegas odds. Yeah, they remain a threat. We're tied for second. Second, which I which love. Is, which is a little wild, I got It's say. wild. Now, I, I want to talk about that because there's things of... I, I, the team's great. We got one of the top three players in the league on our team. Yep. There are warning signs. There are things that concern me about the team going into next year, though. There, there's, well, you, yeah. don't want, you don't want like a Colorado decline. You don't want like and, even a Calgary. And I'm they not made saying it, it. I'm not saying there's necessarily going to be that. No, but, but there's just certain the warning signs are there that can happen. There's certain things I look at where I kind of think, mm-hmm. okay, it's not unheard of, right? I mean, like we said, no, Colorado exactly. won the division, couldn't even like pick up a jock strap the next year. Calgary also won a round and then didn't make the playoffs the next year, right? So yeah, they were all it? young teams. So so it's first of all, Cam Talbot's big. Yeah, great year, and I think he had he's obviously proved himself as a starting goaltender. But another seventy three games, you just can't expect that that production over seventy three games again. I don't think so. That's one thing that concerns me is the workload on on Cam Talbot. I agree with they you. They got to lighten it. I agree. With um, you. yeah, absolutely. Like a he, like he, he look at Lumpus, so like, much hockey. You just it's one of those things where you just need to be able to. And I know again, anytime you go to a player. Someone brought this question up to me the other day that was interesting. Had Nashville won that game in Game 6, going to Game 7, considering Rene's record in Pittsburgh, do you consider going with the backup? No. And one of the things he said is, well, maybe Laviolette goes up to Rene and says, how do you feel about playing? Of course he's going to say, I feel good about playing. It's the same thing like they talk about with McClellan all year. He would go up to top and say, how do you feel tonight? Mm-hmm. Players want to play. Like... Anytime, if they're asked, do you feel good going in? Do you want to play tonight? They're going to say yes. So you can't... It worked this year, and it was a, it was a good uh, setup. But I don't think you can expect going to next year the same thing to happen. Where McClellan goes, hey Cam, how are you feeling tonight? Oh yeah, you're going to play your seventh game in a row? Great. Like I just... you just, you got to... I think something has to happen there. The other thing that concerns me is this. Connor McDavid, 82 games played. Leon Dreisaitl, 82 games played. Healthy. Milan Lucic, 82 games played. Jordan Eberle, 82 games played. Ryan Nugent Hopkins, 82 games played. Oscar Kleffbaum, 82 games played. Patrick Maroon, 81 games played. Andre Sakara won't happen again, obviously, this year. 80 games played. Letestu was also up there. Letestu, 78 games played. Yeah. Zach Cassian, 79. Adam Larson, 79. Everyone else after that. Damn. Six, That's a healthy team. Very healthy. So what and almost the same roster that played so the playoffs. So what happens if we don't have that next year? Yeah, totally. So there's certain things there that certain concern things. me. Yeah, um, I, I can I can completely understand. The one thing I would say, in regards to the health of these players, if you look at them, now McDavid, he's young. I mean, he's had some injuries in his career. Obviously, he yeah. had the collarbone when he was in junior. He had the broken hand. Yeah. But that was a freak accident. I mean, he got in a fight. We shouldn't have. And done the it. collarbone too was also. And the collarbone freak accident. But when you look at some of these other players. But according to Brandon Manning. Oh yeah, he, he knew what to. he was doing. Yeah, you know what, Brandon, if you're listening, suck one, buddy. Um. <laughs> anyway, 
Uh, ten thousand dollar fine right there. Oh, My yeah. bad. Uh, uh, so suck one, Adam. I just said one. <laughs> one popsicle, one whatever you <laughs> sure. want. Yeah, absolutely. We're we're very progressive. Whatever. Here, okay? But so generally, pretty healthy bunch. Yeah. In their other than Clef Bomb, so that one's concerning. But generally, a pretty healthy bunch. Um, when you look at them, you know, in their careers. So, but it's hard for that to to continue. Yeah. I totally agree. But I think there are some good signs there. I think Cal Calvin. Cam Talbot, to me, I've been pretty worried about that too because this this came out of nowhere. He had never played anywhere close to that many games before. And yeah, he, he played well, kept up a high level of competition, absolutely. He even upped it in the playoffs, raised his save percentage a few ticks. But man, that's a lot of hockey. I look at Talbot the same way I look at Mika Kiprasov. I think once you get there, you're there. Mm. I think. Um, okay, so we were thinking about maybe doing some off-season talk, expansion draft, all that kind of stuff. I think we'll save that till next week. And just a straight hockey. We'll, we'll do a lot. Of, yeah, we'll do a lot yeah. of hockey stuff because we're we're getting up to forty-five here. So oh, geez. let's hit the open floor. Neil, what do you want to? Or can Adam start open floor? Sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. Adam, throw it's open floor is yours, buddy. Well, I want to talk about the Major League Baseball, the darling of the moment right now, <laughs> okay. Aaron Judge. Everybody's just going nuts about the guy, Everybody. and I bet, I bet. You're expecting me to do the same thing, but I'm not. I'm not going nuts <laughs> about the guy. But he just hit the longest oh. home run of all time. Oh, it wasn't Four. the longest. It was that he hit it the hardest since StatCast started counting. No, a little farthest. No. 495 feet. There's been over 500. Uh, Stanton hit one 505 last year. But what he did, he hit one 121 miles no, an hour. That's wrong. Verify. I can verify. Yeah. Please. Anyway, I, you know what? I promise you someone's hit it over 500 since StatCast started counting, and I know there's guys who've hit it over 500 before. Okay. Piat's hit one 515 in 97. Anyway. <laughs> Aaron Judge. What? So the one he hit the other day was 121 miles an hour. Amazing. He hit one 496 the other day too. Very good. Good for him. Here's the kicker. His batting average on balls in play is 437. League average is 300. So what so that can you means? Explain that a little bit. So what I can explain? What that means when he's putting the ball in play in the field of play, he's getting on base. 43.7% of the time. Was well, that because he's a slugger and he can't run to first? No, that's a good thing. Oh. That is an unsustainably oh, okay. oh, high thing. The league average is 300. He's at oh. 437. Oh, okay, okay. So what that means is that he's going to fall back down to earth. And he's going to do it pretty... Ungracefully? Well, it's hard to say. There could be a steady decline the rest of the way. Maybe... I think it's more likely, we've seen it before, guys are hot into the all-star break, they come out the other side and they kind of lose it. That's my guess for him. I mean, he's still going to have himself a good year. But everybody, you know, freaking out, he's not Babe Ruth. He's not going to keep doing this. I mean, his on-base percentage right now is 453. He's on pace to win the AL Triple Crown. He's not. It's not happening, only because Trout is out, of course. But... Anyway, everybody just relax about Aaron Judge. It's it's nice to see a big man whack dingers 120 miles an hour, but let's just tone it down a little bit. All right. So, uh, Adam, huge Yankees fan in, of the group. Mm-hmm. Uh, Neil, open for, oh, wait, are you verifying? Yeah, longest home run since ESPN started tracking in 2009. Oh, 2009. So, baseball started Jim in 2009. Jim Carlos Staten, 495, 494, 490. He's got three of the top. Oh, five. my bad. I guess sir, he didn't hit one over 500. But he missed by Vladimir five feet. Vladimir Bellantine, 495. Pretty good. But Aaron Judge, 496. So where are They've you getting your numbers from? 2009? So, like, yeah. yeah, is this ESPN? Yeah. Why don't you look at Hit Tracker? Hit Tracker is much more reliable, but that's for no, the that, that, Sorry, that's just what I read. That's all no, it was. Okay. It was just okay. the ESPN one. That's where I was going. Neil, open floor. Uh, congratulations, Rafa Nadal. I couldn't even make a pick. Even anywhere close. <laughs> I got absolutely <laughs> smashed, slaughtered, whatever you want to say. Yeah. Stan the Mad made the final. Anyway, we're ranked at 10 titles. 
me and Jason were laughing the other day. He's also coming up. Jason is one of our uh, one of my, my course, tennis colleagues. Tennis correspondents. My tennis correspondents. He, He'll be in for a Wimbledon preview. Yeah, he um, he's got almost as many titles as some guys have total Grand Slams, like in the all-time list. Like he's catching Beyond Borg in just French Open, so it's crazy. But the other thing I want to talk about: uh, U.S. Open golf this weekend. Okay. Father's Day. It always goes on Father's Day. It ends on the Sunday. Right. Uh, it's at like. Aaron. Isn't that next weekend? Father's Day is the 18th. Oh, no, it is this weekend. It's this it weekend. is Sunday. Yes, yeah, yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah, I was like, because I saw yeah. it come up in my timeline. So I was okay, like, cool. okay. So picks. I'll okay. make three Make three picks. Me? No, I want, I'll make three and we'll see how. Okay, yeah, yeah. Even the ball <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Like, no, you were going to say, you wanted to do it on KJ is Mike, Troy, Is right? Mike Weir still? It's always, <laughs> it's always KJ Troy every week. Who is, okay. So only because we're a Canadian show, so for some Canadian talk. Even like it. No, we'll go with oh. Adam. Adam Hadwin. Oh. He's not gonna win, but like you know, hey, guy shot Lent, fifty nine. Hey, Adam Hadwin shot a fifty nine this year, so that's yeah. Can, can con uh, yeah. regulations say state we have to yeah. get Canadian. A little pick. bit of. Yeah. We're, gonna gonna go of with, we're gonna go with Adam Hadwin. Love it. My super super dark horse for the weekend is Steve Stricker. Okay. Oh. Qualified his way in as a fifty year old, Ooh, but he's in his home state of Wisconsin, so he's feeling pretty good. All right, go yeah, Bucks. Is one one of the. Classified as one of the best players to never win a major. So, hey, mm. what, what better time than 50 years old? Sure. And then uh, for like my favorite, we'll go with like a favorite pick. I'm going to take uh, Jason Day just because. Okay. All right. Cool. All right. So those are my Sweet. picks. So we'll see how those Let's out. see. Hadwin, Day, Steve Stricker. So, and that's that. US Open Hadwin's taking it. All right. You heard it here <laughs> well, first. Uh, okay, so I'm going to use my open floor for our first ever email, boys. <laughs> oh, baby. We got an email. Oh, baby. This one. Let uh, me guess. This sporker food on mac on macaroni. Hold on, this this <laughs> this goes actually to a lot of the things that you were talking about here, hey, Neil. Here but uh, here we go. So hey, it's Jerome from Calgary. <laughs> I believe he's a, I believe I believe he's a bit of a uh, a, a legend in that city. I've heard anyway. Uh, I think he makes. There's a guy named Jerome that's ma- pretty he, important. He made his residence here growing up, yeah. but he's we're a bit just of a legend just down, down, us, yeah. down the QE. Yeah. Anyway. Hey, it's Jerome from Calgary, hoping to become a groupie of OTB. Oh, there you go. A groupie. I wanted to, and this is how, <laughs> this is where I knew this would come up. I wanted a, he, I want a heated discussion about LeBron being the best of all time. Oh. Also, addressing this Everly for Har- uh, Hammonick rumor would be good. Also, no more tennis talk. Oh. Thanks, Jerome Whoa. from Calgary. Whoa. Um, Whoa. So that's all right. That's I, I. I had a feeling when you were talking about that LeBron of Grace oh, Times. Wow! Um, I'll tell you what. No appreciation for diversity. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on board with Jerome, man. Oh my God. I'm on we're board. In, we're in summer tennis and golf. We're in full swing. Oh, Come yeah. on, baby. So is free agent frenzy. Oh, in a couple of <laughs> Fire it up. Is it yeah. July one yet, where we can just like watch a tracker on TV so that do does we, nothing? Do, right. we, do we want? Do we, do we want to get heated about LeBron? He's no. not. I mean, I'll throw that out. If someone wants to. Debate me, I'll. I mean, not. I don't know. I think it's hard because he just lost, and that's what we're looking at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, my feelings are too. Yeah, it's too, too, much too raw. I'm, I'm so raw. I'm too, right I'm now. too uh, soaked in disappointment. It's not. Give me a week, Jerome. Yeah. You know what? Well, let, let's. How would I say this? His comparisons to Magic are becoming more and more true because Magic was five and four in final. Sure. Mm. And he's now like hovering around that number. And that sure wouldn't make him the greatest of all time. No, it? because people always mm. still say Jordan six and zero, oh, and that's just what they'll use till the end of time. He's yeah. just. I feel. Even like... though Bill Russell's eleven and zero, oh, but you know nobody talks about that. Yeah. Right? Uh, 
it's just it's just Jordan. It just is. It is. Yeah. It's just it just is. I mean, there's no. I don't think there's a heated debate here. LeBron is close. LeBron is there in the conversation. Yeah. I mean, we wouldn't be having it, and that says how great he is that we are actually having the conversation. But he's just he's not Jordan yet. He's just not. Maybe but, maybe if he goes to LA and chases a couple more rings for a bit. But like you he'd said, he'd have to get past six though, and then like have to make. Yeah, it but 12, like you just 13, said about five, the Warriors no? before the narrative. It's not. It's finished. not done. It's not done. Exactly. And so it's it's hard to talk about now. Yeah, he's only thirty two. He's still got tons. Yeah, like so. you know, we'll we'll have to see. But I mean, it's going to be really hard for for him now because yeah, his his record in the finals is less than Sterling. Yeah, yeah. he gets there that's all a, the time. Yeah. So Everly for Hamlet, if that's a real thing, you do that like tomorrow. Like you find you well, find a way to get it done. Yeah. You need D on. You need right handed D. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I I do think behind Larson that'd be unbelievable. I, mean, I think it's unfortunate because. It's actually funny. Hamannick had a bad year. Everly had a bad year. So both of them are probably lower value now than you know you regularly would get them at. But yeah, I think you do that trade. You, you do you it can, because you, of who you have them for. Well, you I get some cap room coming like, back. I might too. say like, whatever about Everly, but he is a, a you know he's a serviceable, serviceable player, more than serviceable in, in some cases. You know, with, with his offensive prowess, sometimes he can he can put the puck in the net. So you're definitely losing, and you're losing somebody that's been there and. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, there's still. It's not just easy to just ship them off. No, no doubt. But like, you need I, a right hand D man on a really no, team it's a, friendly it's a contract. Good, it's a good trade. And that. then I mean, that ends all the Chris Russell talk because I'd say Hamnick's an upgrade there. Sure. Yeah. Especially and he's only when, making three point eight. Like he's yeah, making as exactly. much as Russell. Exactly. So would. so I mean, you so save to start, on the cap to start the year, you would have with Sekera on the IR. You have Nurse in that second spot on the left side. With Hamannick? With Hamannick? Yeah. I guess just I think start, Nurse with yeah. Hamannick, I mean, I guess so. Y- you know, okay. you see how it goes. It's still, that's but the like little But like a Sakara-Hamannick pairing, if they're healthy, would be a lot better, right? And that's great. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I would just still try to sign Russell to a one-year contract. Just to have some insurance just there? Just to have him there. But see, the sure. problem with that I see is, okay, so say you make that trade, and that frees up about $2 bucks in cap, but Russell wants four-ish, or call it three and a half. Yep. I mean, for one year, why not? Ah, fuck it. Yeah, for one year, it why not? For one year, why not? Yeah, you, you know see, what? You, you yeah. still got one year left as for Connor. Not a lot of but, level. See, but then the thing I wonder about that, so you do that, say you have Hamannick, you have Russell, and Russell wants to play on the right. Yeah. Like, because he's a weirdo like that. Then Benning doesn't have a job? No, you put Russell back on the left side. You put him back on the left? Yeah. So then it's Nurse and Benning on the third pair, yes. Russell, Hamannick? Yes. Yeah, I'd actually, I'd be all right with that, I suppose. It's a, as far as stop gaps go, pretty solid. The only, yeah. my concern, and we'll stop here, is. Uh, Again, we'll get into the we'll get into more of a hockey debate next week. discussion next week. But if you're trading Everly for a defenseman like Hamnick, who I think I would be valuable, you gotta make sure you got someone plugged into that right side that can not equal his production, but still be Do productive. Something. Like, are you sure Pulleyarvi is the guy who no. can get forty points next year? Not at least? yet. I don't know. Not yet. Anyway, thank you, thank you everyone for joining us. Well, like I said, next week we'll uh, get into a little bit more of a. I'm sweaty because I'm heated. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sweaty because you're heated or because uh, because you're just so stoked about the progress of this of this podcast? Or, so or about the U.S. Open this weekend? That's it's all sure. Boom. It's sure, just yeah. dead air in this apartment. No, though, exactly. Man. It's, it's rough. Not dead. Not hey, dead who, air? Said, who said we're in an apartment, man? Oh, Come on. right. We're, be... we're in. Yeah, the shadows of Rogers. The shadows of the Rogers. The shadows of Rogers. Rogers. Yeah, this um, isn't an apartment. So thank you. Yeah, like I said, it's a man cave. Okay. Um, so follow us on. So good in here. <laughs> follow us on Twitter at Off the Bench Cast. Uh, email us. Like we read emails. Like we Jerome from Jerome, our first Jerome. When we get a Jerome, that's the first and last email, okay? No, no, no. No, yes. no, I want Jerome. Come on. I want Jerome I want emailing every Jerome. week. And Jerome, because he was our first emailer, 
the first product we make, first bit of merch, drum you'll get for free. Oh, okay. I love it. The next four people who email, the, so the top five people, you'll get a free t-shirt when we start doing t-shirts. So email us at uh, otbcast at gmail.com. We'll read it next week. There you and, go. And uh, until then, we're off the bench. Actually, I guess we're back on it now, right? Yeah, we're on the bench. All right, till oh, next week. Get back we're on the bench till next week. Perfect. All right, cool. Free to Thank ours. you. Oh, yeah, and also hashtag free to bears. Oh, God, we can't sign off with that. <laughs> the lights off. <laughs>